right, guys, welcome back to our second episode of the Readiness Reports with our brand new format with me, Aaron Singerman, Eric Hart, the president of Redcon One. And uh, we have a very special guest today that I'm excited to announce, uh, Jordan Zimmerman. He'll be on in just a little bit. And uh, Jordan is uh, very well known for being the creator and the founder of Zimmerman Advertising, one of the largest advertising firms in the world, and created himself quite the empire. And uh, we're going to go back to Jordan in a little bit. But before we get going, I have to say the first episode was a big success, right? Yeah, I mean, because you think about it, right? You say, okay, we got an hour to do this. We probably could have went three hours that night easily. Yeah, Jason Hud. Jason Hud definitely wanted to keep going, right? <laughs> he was excited about it. He's like, this is it, that's it, we're stopping. But it gave us proof of concept. Yes, it did. We already knew it would work, but it was fun the whole time. We could have kept going. And I think that would just prove that, hey, people were still watching. Yeah. It, it was It's the right format. Yeah. Yeah, we had thousands and thousands of people watch our very first show. And obviously, you know, you never know how many people are going to tune in or how many people are going to watch live, how many people will watch after the fact. Because it's a new format, it's a new show. And instead of the old readiness report where we're talking about the world of Redcon 1 and what's going on, what's the next supplements we're going to come out and, and everything else that me and Waro did for, for years, yeah, now, yeah, almost four years. Now we're talking about the actual world and, and news in the world and having guests like Jordan Zimmerman and, uh, and last last week, Jason Hunt. And next week we have Jack Carr, which is a best. He is right now in the top almost 10. I think he's number 11 on the bestseller list for uh, fiction with his uh, new book, Savage Son. And uh I'm excited to have Jack, one of my favorite authors on, uh, the author of The Terminal List. His, his book was just optioned uh, by Chris Pratt and his uh, media agency. It's going to become a series of movies um, that's going to be a really big deal. And one of the coolest bits of packaging I've seen on a yes, promotional he's, item. He's a great marketer. Yeah. And, you know, I have to admire that about uh, Jack and uh, and Simon Schuster, his uh, his agency. They did a great job sending out. Um, I, got, I was fortunate enough to get the the pre-reader, like, uh, advanced copy. And, man, they did an awesome okay, job. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah, well, you got, me, you got me the best book of all time. You got me Game of Thrones Edition 1 signed copy. There's not much of this. It was never in circulation. It was never in circulation. So that's that's the, that's going to be a prime thing in the new office. You guys will see very soon. Uh, right next to my big, huge eagle. I, got today. <laughs> I saw this eagle in a uh, when I was walking down in uh, Atlantic, this big uh, screaming eagle. But it was so far away from the window and the display that I was like, I want it. And then uh, Eduardo went and got it today. And it turns out it's like three and a half feet tall. I thought it's like the biggest eagle of all time. Uh, but um, let's go right into the news. Today's show, we're going to be focusing more on the news and rolling right into Jordan. Um, so the first thing we have to talk about, a number one thing, is the Murph. So the Murph is for Michael Murphy. And uh, it's a very well-known fitness test, fitness accomplishment. Yeah, it's, um, a- it's not easy. Uh, it took me like a week to do. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. It's a one mile run. It's a hundred pull ups. It is a two hundred push ups, three hundred squats, and another one mile run back the other way with a twenty pound weighted vest. And it's in, in honor of Michael Murphy, Lieutenant Michael Murphy, who was killed during Operation Red Wing, which is fifteen years to the day that we're actually doing this at the Red Kind One Gym on June twenty eighth, uh, two thousand twenty, and, and he passed away, killed in action in two thousand five. So it's fifteen years on on the day. Which it's it's pretty amazing too because one to be able to honor him, especially the connection we have to the military, but then the format we're doing, and we have two different MRFs going on. Right. Day. Right. So we have a you can explain better, but the private one and kind of the open one as well. Exactly. So yes. So the first MRF that we'll be doing at the actual the gym will be a private one where we expect a lot of you know, A-list celebrities such as Mark Wahlberg and uh, Chris Pratt and Marcus Luttrell, who is Lone's, the actual lone survivor that that was played by uh, by uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And then we have um, we hope to have a lot of other people such as um, 
Chris got, well, yeah. And then uh, we got also uh, Rob, uh, Rob, Rob who killed Bin Laden. Uh, Rob O'Neill, sorry, Rob O'Neill. And a whole slew of the guys from the SEAL Team show, our athletes, Max, hopefully, and AJ. We're going to have, of course, Eddie Gallagher uh, and a whole slew of other people at the gym. So it's going to be a huge event. And a lot of those guys will stay over for the secondary event, which will be the Murph for everybody else. All of our gym members will be able to come and do the Murph and uh, be able to do it with uh, with a lot of those guys rooting them on. We're going to have, hopefully, we'll have the WWE champion, you know, uh, Adam Shearer, Braun Strowman, and, uh, and quite a few other of our celebrities. So it's going to be a huge deal. What are we going to feel Eddie's going to do it twice? Yeah, well, so Eddie Gallagher <laughs> may win. Eddie Gallagher is uh, one of our athletes. Um, he's one of the toughest. They call him, you know, the Terminator in terms of Navy SEALs, arguably the toughest Navy SEAL of all time. A lot of people, actually team guys, say that, that Eddie was, you know, Everybody talks about Goggins, David Goggins, which is, you know, I'm sure, you know, super duper tough guy. And I've seen him speak. He's unbelievable. But, you know, he says he's the hardest man God ever created. Maybe it's a contest between him and Eddie Gallagher. There's a great story between the two of them. There is a great story. I'll let, I'll let Eddie tell yeah, we'll that on, tell on, that on the, show. the show one day. So a reminder to everybody, that is June 28th at the Redcon 1 Gym. Yes, we'll be broadcasting it live. We'll have a really highly produced video to show you guys after the fact. And if you'd like to come down and participate, whether you're flying in, driving in, et cetera, want to be part of the whole thing, make sure to come down on June 28th. Times and everything else will be announced very shortly. Next, just want to remind everybody, and secondary reminder, the question and answer segment for, for Jordan Zimmerman will be at the end of the show. Everybody loved in the last show uh, that we did with Eduardo and myself, you know, where we would go live to the listeners, live to the people watching uh, at their homes or at work, or whatever. And uh, we will be doing the same thing again. So if you have a question, you can ask it now. And we'll go to you live later on in the show when Jordan comes on. And, uh, and if you have any questions for the end of the show, for me or Eric about Red Come On, of course, we'll answer that too. Maybe. Yeah. So the economy versus the market. That's the first thing I wanted to talk about. When we did our, um, our actual marketing meeting, we talked about the show. And uh, something that I've been very interested in, uh, I'm not an expert on the market, right? I'm, I would never tell you I know more about the market, stock market was what I'm talking about, um, than, than experts out there. But I have been learning, as you've seen, every day, obsessively learning about the market. And so uh, a characteristic about me is that I uh, am very obsessive. And sometimes it's a really good thing, sometimes it's not such a good thing. And in my life, it, I think it has paid dividends, but there have been uh, some negatives to it too. But so soon as um, COVID happened, I started saying like, okay, you know, this has got to be an opportunity in some way. You have to look at a positive of something really negative. So in my life, right, I've had so many bad things, but I've always found a way to make it positive. And so with this, I was like, you know what? COVID is terrible. It's killing people, um, but it's affecting the market. Maybe there's some benefit for my family or something I can do that would actually be positive out of this negative. Maybe there's a way to actually make money during this time. So in case the Redcon one family here, our 120 employees need help, I can provide that help by generating money on my own based on, you know, intuition, gut, and, you know, maybe some intelligence I can gain. So I've been studying the market, I've been learning, and, uh, and I've also seen the dangerous gap for showing the economists, the graphic that I, that I, that I showed is that, you know, the, the, there is a dangerous gap between what's happening in the real world and what's happening in the market. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, I think the real world, what's going on is probably a much more bleak situation with that. Yeah. I'm not laughing because it's funny. It's because at this point, I don't know what else to think of it. Yeah. Um, we've essentially halted the world economy over a 
I don't want to give too much opinion because I'm sure I'll be hated, but, you know. <laughs> you can say it, Eric. We don't care on the show. We decide we're comfortable with not being in the middle anymore. You know me. I, for me, I look at numbers, data, science. And if you look at the science and numbers behind it, it's not that deadly of a virus. No. In, in relativity, right? right. COVID-19 has happened many times in our over the course of history. Yeah. And to halt the world economy over it, there's got, in my opinion, an end of one, there's got to be way more going on. It's one of the most important election years ever because there's people yeah. who, you know, Trump is essentially they hate them. Yeah, he's very hated. People sure. that hate him, people love him, there's also people that hate him for yep. sure. And a lot of these foreign trade deals that he cut off and people who were getting money for years, he stopped it. And you got to wonder if this is, it's one of two things in my eyes. It's stop that and also possibly one more step towards socialism so yeah. and there's there's definitely some crazy factors in place here and you know you know you know because I, I hate conspiracy theories i don't believe in conspiracy theories. almost as a rule because i think that it's very difficult these days to keep a secret and maybe it was oh, different in the 60s 50s 40s i'm sure before way even earlier it's easier, easier to keep a secret now you want to keep a secret you better not tell anybody Right. Because it's it's out there. So you can keep a secret if two are dead. Yes, that's, yeah. the, that's, that's the, the old adage. Yeah. That's the old adage. So these days it's worse and worse. So, you know, keeping a secret is is very, very difficult thing now. So for me, I don't believe in conspiracy theories. But, man, this is such a weird thing happening now. The, and, and, and the economy is part of that weird thing where the economy, we have an all-time – there's never been more unemployed people than right now. 60 million. Right? There's never been a drop in purchasing from, you know, people's sales in general. I'm not just talking about, you know. Sales for headcount. I'm talking about sales for everybody. Every, yeah. GDP has dropped more than any other time. Yet the actual stock market is almost totally recovered now. We're we're like within five percent of recovery of the highest time of all time. Not just recovering like being flat. We're literally reaching all time highs again. So how does that make sense when uh, an airline is or a hotel is almost back to you know is, is going back up, but they're not doing any business yeah. at all. No planes are flying. People yeah. aren't staying in rooms. I don't know. Does it make sense to me? You so. know, part of it too is. You got to think there hasn't been a lot of events going on either, like war, where typically people make a lot of money and yeah. um, not a lot, not a lot going on. And you have people like my parents' age, the boomers, who are holding a lot of money in stocks. And it, you know, this thing got people be like, all right, they're scared. They put it out in the market. Right. And there's people who can just go like this. So I don't know. It, it's interesting, you know. And again, I'm not. I'm like you, not necessarily conspiracy theorists, but sometimes you got to step back and go, this what's just doesn't on? smell right. Yeah, what's going on? That's yeah. something we could talk to Jordan about also. Because uh, he's been he's been in the market for much longer than me and you. That's for, I've been in the market for an extremely short period of time um, compared to quite a few people. Um, one thing I noticed this week is um, I've been going out to dinner. I went out to dinner a few times, twice this week with my wife. Very happy. It was. It feels like things are even though people, the waiters and waitresses are wearing masks and it's pretty still pretty fucking weird. It it is we're like out there and like living life. We went to the beach. The beaches are open. What have you done that's like halfway normal? Oh, same thing. We went, well, you and I went to dinner with yes, the athletes that one night. That was super fun, yeah. Um, we've gone out to eat. Um, we went out to uh, Yolk for breakfast. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. It's a limited seating capacity. And here we are. We we went from the gym. We yeah. all worked out at the gym together. Aaron, yep, the gym's uh, open, yeah. Aaron Jackson and I went to Yolk, grabbed breakfast. And for us, I, like to me, again, I've traveled so much in my lifetime. I've, you know, been exposed to so much. I think I've never really had a big worry about it. And so for me, it's always been frustrating because it's like, again, it's like, just come on, let the show keep going on. And, um, well, yeah, it was interesting because 
when they sat you, it wasn't like, okay, where do you want to sit? It's like, okay, you got to be this far apart from someone. Same thing, the wait yeah. staff all wearing masks. So no salt and pepper on the table, no Splendor for the coffee. You have to ask for everything it's brought over. So, so yeah, it, again, first world problems, right? In the sense yeah. of, you know, so now we're back to being able to go out. We can eat. It's just, a, it's a different lens when you're doing it because, you know, it's still a lot of rules around it where it's right. not just like, hey, you go sit down, eat, enjoy it, and that's it. So that's the, you know, it's great to be back out, but it's still, you're like, it's a little bit of a sort of twilight zone. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So SpaceX, let's talk about SpaceX. So I was really excited about this. It was 4.30. Yeah, 4.30. Yeah, 4.30 yesterday, we were supposed to be doing the actual, the launch of SpaceX. And uh, full transparency, I've never really been a fan of Elon Musk. I, I'm not sure why. I just never really liked him. Me. Why you didn't like him? In your ear. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, my wife has a Tesla. We have a Model X. It has a lot of electrical problems. I just don't love the car. You know, I mean, it's fast and shit, but I just don't love. I just don't love it. And uh, and for something, something about him, I just never really like fully got on the Elon Musk train. And uh, you don't and want I, to go to Mars. I would like. I don't know. I mean, if you I didn't have kids, and, no, I wouldn't want to live on Mars. <laughs> I just never like. I never really loved it. You know, and and then things changed recently where I started liking him a lot more. So much so, Eric, that I put a down payment on a um, a new Model S. Oh, wow. did you know that? No, you did not tell no, me. I didn't tell you that. Um, I was going to yell at you. No, no, I just didn't. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody. So I, uh, I am. I give uh, you the hundred bucks. It's a big deal. Yes. No, well, I mean, I'm. I did my credit thing. So that's the bigger deal of the hundred bucks. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I like him. I like him. I, I like the stance he took. I like him telling California, you know, fuck you, basically. Like, hey, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Come get me. I like the fact that he wrote. And he went on the line. He said, if you can arrest anybody, arrest me. I like leading from the front. I liked his attitude. And and to be honest, I just like, I, now I like him. So I've become, went from a, a Tesla sort of non-fan and an Elon Musk sort of non-fan, not like I didn't like him, but sort of non-fan to actually like a fan where I'm buying the damn car. So I don't know about a lot of other people, but uh, pretty I'm, I'm pretty, yeah, it is very fast. That <laughs> one is, uh, is that's what got you. 2.4, 060. Or two point three zero three zero six. So anyway, I'm uh, I'm I'm you know excited about this, and I was very disappointed that the launch didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, because think about it. Like I was a kid, I was in elementary school when you know the space shuttle blew up, the Challenger blew up. I remember watching it in school because you know any of the space missions were a big deal. You went to the cafeteria, they had the AV person come out, set the TV up, you watched it. Um, I watched a whole special on SpaceX where. It's interesting, right? Because he's trying to turn space travel into very much like airline travel, where, you know, the shuttle's reusable. It's not garbage. You know, there's a cost savings and then building it for durability, which, you know, everything's been disposable at this point. So I'm not a fan of Elon Musk either in the sense of I think he's running a bigger Ponzi scheme than Bernie Madoff um, because there's no way you can have that much debt and just keep churning like that. But I have a feeling SpaceX is his in-game anyways. You know, all Tesla is to fund this, but... I became a fan of the SpaceX program watching that documentary because the technology and the engineering that are going into it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's actually like where space, tra- you know, space programs were just yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, for and so he's the one he's he's powering it. Him and uh, and Jeff Bezos are the ones pushing so space exploration. I give him now. a lot of credit for that because he's taking something that was considered dead and rejuvenating it and actually taking it to a whole nother level where. You're going to have day trips in space, which I believe that will happen. I don't think that's that they're, far they're taking. I went to the website today. They're taking money. That's a million bucks for a trip to space for for orbiting space. You know, not not a close orbit or what do they call it? Uh, inner orbit. It's like actually into space, right? 
Um, it's a million bucks minimum. And they're taking, you know, December is the, the right now on the schedule. December, you can get a trip to space. Now, I personally would love to do it. Me and you went to uh, zero G. Zero G. We did the space thing where you Which, the plane goes. Can't wait to take the kids on that one. I can't wait either. It was it was awesome. We loved it and we had a lot of fun. Going to space for me, um, I am too risk adverse personally. I can't, I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't, the, the small chance that I would die doing that, I couldn't, I can't justify it. I know you'd be willing to do it, right? Because you get to go around this ride once. Again, my family is the most important thing to me. Maybe I would wait a little bit, but it's one of those things where, to have that experience to be in the cosmos, I would love amazing. it. No, I would love it. I would love it. Maybe, maybe that's the key. Give it some time, right? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't want to be. Maybe it's only a million bucks. Shelling to be the first one on this. <laughs> maybe it's a million bucks now because they know, like, hey, these people that are going to do it in December, they're like, they're you know, they're adventurers, right? Where is the buy-in price? <laughs> yeah, you, you can you can schedule right now up to 2025. So 2025, there's no accidents. For that period of time, I might do it. You never know, right? Yeah, and again, like you probably have the best engineers in the world on it. So uh, we'll see. I, I would do it though. So uh, our last story, well, I have two more, is that um, first off, the fitness industry, gyms are back open almost everywhere in the entire country. They're starting to reopen all over the place. Our gym, Red One Gym is open. And um, we actually have a deal on the site coming. Is it going to run? Is it going to be on tonight or is it going to be tomorrow? Tonight at 8 o'clock. Tonight at 8 o'clock, we are actually having the gyms are open sale where we're doing a buy one get one free from tonight at eight o'clock all the way till sun this is the first time announcing this here till sunday at uh, midnight so we have a, an incredible 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 deal our best deal we ever do from eight o'clock which is now really till uh till midnight on sunday because gyms are reopened but gyms aren't reopened everywhere eric in uh, michigan governor whitmer and it says gyms cannot reopen, and they're actually suing this governor and suing the state because these these uh, these people are very 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 you know, gym owners are very pissed off. I would be. I mean, think about it. Like look at Lewis and you know your Dell in California. Yeah. That's your whole life savings. That's something you built. Gyms aren't the most profitable business. We no, know that. No, um, it's almost a labor of love at this point. It yeah, really it's not... is. It's and then you know, I'm from Michigan, and gyms are a big part of the culture there because. You know, you only have so months, so many months of the year you can be outside. So the gyms are big because people end up spending a lot of times in the gym. And, uh, you know, for that to be more or less you're told you can't go there, yeah. for one, as a member, and then two, if you own it and that's your livelihood, that, I mean, again, that you're told that you more or less aren't, aren't allowed to be in business. Yeah, Lewis, my, my good friend, Lewis Yardell, who's part of the team at Redcon 1, put his entire life savings. He was a lawyer. He left the law, put everything he had into opening his gym, Metroflex gym in California. And uh, to be closed down for, for months, he had literally had no money to survive and his landlord was ready to kick him out. And he had to open up. He opened up and was actually arrested by the police there in uh, San Clemente and uh, put, you know, cuffs. His first time his entire life being arrested, brought to the station, booked, and, uh, and basically started a revolution over there where he said, I don't care, I'm going to keep opening up. And uh, did like demonstrators and a and a whole like I mean it was crazy. He had this whole group of people there. News stations all over the country covered him from Fox News, even CNN, MSNBC. I mean everybody covered Lewis um, because he was following the guidelines. And that's the big thing is that he wasn't just opening the gym willy nilly and saying, "Hey, you come in, I don't give a shit." He literally spread the equipment six feet. He was doing a uh, 
uh, temperature testing for everybody coming in. He was making everybody wash their hands, wear a mask, providing gloves. I mean, he was doing anything. He was forcing members. Everybody had to wash down their equipment when they were done with their uh, Corona killer. And, uh, and then he had a cleaning staff 24 hours a day. He did every single thing you possibly could do. And arguably, it was safer than any Walmart or Walgreens in the country. So, you know, it's just got shorter pockets. Yep, that's it. That's it. So, uh, the last one I want to cover before we get to my friend Jordan Zimmerman is uh, Gold's Gym Venice Beach. Gold's Gym Venice Beach is the mecca of bodybuilding, you know. And uh, it's a place that we love to go. It's, so fun it's history. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. But right now, it's a place where bums live. Yeah, because, I mean... California in general, especially the greater LA area, is become it's a place bums live. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's become overrun. I mean, where places you know, you know, you had Skid Row always, but now it's it's everywhere, yeah. and people are just being displaced. I mean, throughout the whole area, and Venice Beach has just become kind of the mecca for homelessness. I mean, there's always people who lived in their vans and RVs to be by the beach and the gym, but now it's tent city. So it's it's unbelievable. I mean, uh, you, they always had some homeless people when you'd walk from. Santa Monica back to the hotel um, and the beach and stuff like that. You yeah, would, we've see, yeah, you would see some homeless people, but now it is extended where the entire parking lot and the, the walkway up to the gym is full with homeless people. And the gym, unfortunately, is not open for the first time. And I'm not sure how long, maybe never, that it's ever been, well, certainly for this long, the gym's oh, yeah, for this long. Um, but, you know, Gold's Gym usually is, opens up at four in the morning and closes, I think, at, at one or two. So yeah, it's like only very, shut down for a few it's hours. It's a very short period of time that they close it and clean it and stuff. So to have it, you know, closed for months and months, it has, I guess, provided the homeless population of uh, Santa Monica to congregate at Gold's Gym, which is mind-blowing. And uh, Gold's Gym Venice Beach, you know, the Mecca is one of our biggest retailers of the Gold's Gym franchise. So we sell... In all the Gold's Gym uh, corporate stores and almost all the franchise stores, the Gold's Gym Venice Beach, the Mecca, is actually the number one retailer of Red Con One supplements in the Gold's Gym chain. Yeah, because they have their buyer that buys specifically. Yeah, they love us. Yeah. yeah. So really uh, disappointing. Hopefully, uh, Bat Gym and the rest of the gyms open up soon. We're going to go to a quick commercial break before we come back to my good friend, Jordan Zimmerman. So we'll be right back.
mom had to have depression, her mom having depression, her mom having attempts at suicide. And, you know, it was maybe talked about, but casually it wasn't something that really was talked about and dealt with. Um, you know, and then I was younger, I guess I recognize it because there was points where, you know, I had thoughts of suicide when I was in my teens. Um, and then for me, it was like, like the will to live was always much stronger when I had those thoughts. So I recognize it at some point that, okay, I probably have similar issues with depression. And then it wasn't until I kind of got out of the house that I talked to people about it or you know, was able to get my head around it more. My name is Ben Galloway. And I'm Matt Saraceno. We are the Tier Operator Management Team, and we invite you to join the Redcon One family. I joined the Tier Operator Program because I wanted to be part of something bigger than myself. Being a Tier Operator is phenomenal. You want to keep tearing up. You want to work for, yes, the best company in the fitness industry. Redcon One helped me reach my goal, which at the time I didn't even know was a goal. The products work. Like, that's, I mean, it's what it is. And I want to help other people reach their fitness goals using these products. I love that it's like a big family. I really enjoy that we can get together at events like this. And it's like, even though we're thousands of miles apart, it's just like we all know each other like we're neighbors. We're not just out here trying to make sales. We're out here trying to change lives. Apply to be a tier operator today. BOGO is in the air. Gyms across the world are finally opening. After months of being closed, it's time to refocus on your fitness goals. What better way to restock your supply than with a Redcon 1 BOGO? That's right. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, when you purchase any product, add another item of equal or lesser value, and it will be absolutely free. For example, try our award-winning pre-workout Total War and stack it with our pump formula, Big Noise, for free. Or maybe you purchased our Blueberry Cobbler MRE meal replacement, but you like to try a strawberry shortcake. Well, that second jar is on us. This deal is good, but only while supplies last. So hurry, visit redcon1.com before you miss out. Welcome to the machine. Zimmerman Advertising, the best retail agency on the planet. Here, 130,000 square feet is home to an incredible array of talent and facilities that was designed for one purpose and one purpose only, to build great retail brands. Here, there's a mission, there's a purpose, and there's courage. The hunger and the fight starts at the top and runs right through every hallway in the building. And while a lot of agencies have creative and media and digital services, Zimmerman has much more as a fully integrated company. And so this space is built for that very purpose. A purpose that requires spacious floor plans and top-to-bottom glass walls. Every room, everything is transparent. Welcome to the machine. Welcome to Zimmerman. So welcome back. Um, quick story uh, about uh, going to see Jordan the first time. The very first time I went to see Jordan at his office, the office you just saw, Welcome to the Machine, right? I walked in there and uh, first off, Jordan has something really classy that I like and that we're recreating here at the office. He has a valet. He has a bunch of valets. So you pull out to Jordan's office building, he's got half a dozen at least valets uh, and I pulled probably more than necessary, but he has a bunch. <laughs> you pull up and uh, the valet takes your car, 
And uh, by the way, Valley does not take tips. They, were, they refuse oh, them. Nice. When I try to give a tip, they won't do it, right? So we went and uh, I went in there. I sat down and I went to the desk actually. And I said, uh, I'm here to see uh, Jordan. Is you're here to see Jay Z? And I'm like, no. no. <laughs> oh, Jordan. Oh, Jordan. Jordan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm here to see Jordan. So, uh, you know, without further ado, I just want to introduce my very close friend, very good guy, extremely successful, self made, very important to say, self made billionaire. And not just that, he also has my favorite book. I'm a big fan, as you know, I'm a, I'm a huge reader and uh, I'm a big business book reader, big reader in general and leading fearlessly. I've told Jordan, and this is the truth. It's my favorite business book of all. There it is. Look, he's holding it right there. There it is. <laughs> this is, this is, and, and, and you know, I, before we get into anything, Jordan, thank you for, for coming on. We, I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me that you would spend your time on a Thursday night with us. Well, Aaron, it's great to be here. And, you know, I admire what you're building. I talked to you right before you started to build your new company. And I was excited for what I knew was going to come. And I knew that you were going to do something really great. And this was a fresh start for you. And what you've done in the four years is nothing less than spectacular. And you're marketing savvy. And what blew me away, you know, I always say that, you know, I learned so much from other people by listening to them and getting ideas. And I learned so much from you that first day. And then I've watched you build this company so strategically using a unique marketing strategy that I think um, other people probably look at in amazement and can't figure out how to emulate. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan. It's, you know, anytime you give me a compliment, it's always a huge deal because uh, you've been there, you've done it, you've accomplished so much on your own. And, uh, you know, for, for people out there wondering, how did I meet Jordan? He, he mentioned, I actually came to Jordan, a friend, uh, a previous friend that's not really so much a friend anymore, but a friend of mine and yours introduced us because I was in the process of hopefully selling part or the whole thing of the old company that I was with. And we talked and he gave me great advice and we got to meet and then that whole partnership exploded. And, uh, and, and I came to you, we talked right after that, out of that big explosion. And, uh, and basically, we sat down at your favorite place next to the uh, the airport or part of the airport. What's that? The Jet Cafe, I think it's called, right? Yes, Jet Runway. Yeah, Jet Runway. And we sat down and we, and we had lunch. And uh, you said, look, it's bad, but you're going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. And I'll, and I'll always remember that. You, know, you had confidence that it didn't matter if the business blew up or the partnership blew up, that it maybe it would be a good thing. And it turned out being, being a great thing. Well, you know, Aaron, it was like your vision and your passion. I believe vision and passion are what motivate and drive people. And, you know, even though you're coming off of a bad, let's say, partnership, you know, out of bad comes good with perseverance. And you had a vision and you had a goal and you had the tenacity to go get it. So I knew you were going to be great. You just didn't, at that point in your life, you weren't ready to open up and see it all. But today you see, look what you've built in this four years. You now have 120 employees. You have a big company that's growing every day, but you built a brand, a brand that people admire and people come to. And people, it isn't that they order once. Once they order, they order again and again and again and again because you make such superior products. Yeah, thank you, Jordan. So before we get into anything else. I think for people out there, a lot of people, of course, know who you are and what you've done. They not, may not know where you came from. And that's part of the, the book. 
that I love, you know, and talking about the beginnings, because the beginnings for you, you know, you had success very early on, and then it kind of went away. And so if you wouldn't mind, because people out there are hustling now to find that first success, they may not realize that that may not be the success that brings them to where they ultimately are going to be. Warren, you know, it's really interesting. When I grew up, I grew up in New Jersey, and I grew up in an area where my friend's parents and my parents' friends hated what they did for a living. And I didn't want to be anything like that. And I knew the only way out of this neighborhood in New Jersey was education and sports. One or the other was going to get me out or they were going to get me out together. But I realized that I had to find my passion in life and what I wanted to do. And I, my dad gave me a great tip. He said, don't chase the paycheck, chase the dream. Do a job you love to do every day. So no matter if you make the money or don't make the money, at least you're doing what you love to do. Because most of his friends hated what they did. So that was my insight. And I met a guy in my paper out, if you can believe it, his name was Mr. Dazzo. And he was in the advertising business. And he was the only guy I ever met that loved what he did. So the more I spoke with him, the more inspired I became. And then my dream started. And I tell everyone that's listening, just like you, if you have a dream, don't let anyone ever rob you of the dream. Chase that dream as hard as you can. For me, it took a long time to get the agency going because I had no money. So I stayed in the back room of my parents' house that had moved my junior year to Florida. And I stayed in their little home in Sunrise in the back room on a sleeper sofa for six and a half years, never bailing on my dream of what I wanted to do and who I wanted to become. Driving a 1973 Montego car, had no money at all, worked in a little shit office. I should have sent you a picture so you could have put it up. There's barely, four, yeah, bare, barely 400 square feet, okay? And, you know, every week I would pray the checks would come in from the miniature clients I did have so I could make the payroll for me and Richard Gray, who my, was my first employee, is still with me today. So, you know, again, the, the, the information I give is to find what you love to do, then chase it as hard as you can. So I went to school for advertising and marketing which was really interesting because, um, you know, you could, you could have a great education and do nothing with it. You could have a great education in something you are passionate about and do great things with it. Now, you have changed the model in your business. I changed the model in my business. I didn't focus on the output of the work. I focused on the outcome of the work. Never did I really, it, the money wasn't important. It was really doing what I love to do every single day and having fun doing it. And then, you know, yes, the money came and it made things fun and exciting because you could do what you want to do and having financial freedom. But it was also time to look at that money and say, what can I do with that now to pay it forward? So I think a lot of people make a lot of money and never know, never feel fulfilled. And you know, you get more out of giving than you ever do out of receiving. So started a foundation, built an advertising school, which is the number one ad school in the country today, you know, and did other things with it to help other people, both publicly and quietly, so that they can live their dreams and start to make things in their life happen like I've been fortunate to make in my life. So Jordan, tell us the, uh, the story of, um, 
of college for you and then um, the where you went from college because you had something unique happen to you in college and you thought you were on the top of the world. I mean, you thought you, you were the, the king, right? And then you found out maybe maybe people didn't realize how good you were and, and that changed your life. Well, it's a, it's a great story. First of all, um, I came here my senior year in high school, not my junior year. And that's a picture I'm going to get to in one second. So um, I applied to University of Florida, University of South Florida and Florida State and got into the schools. But I said, I'm going to pick a school based on a brochure that a copywriter and an art director did. So I made an appointment and I drove to all three schools. And I, if I would have picked the school, I would have picked the wrong school. So I picked University of South Florida and Tampa, the first metropolitan urban-based university. I didn't pick University of Florida, Florida State. Two great schools, but they're urban-based, and they're—I mean, they're—they're—they're um, they're, they're not an urban-based school. They are a agricultural school, and they're a land-grant school. And I also didn't feel like I connected with the directors at the ad school when I went there. So how do I know I picked the right school? Not by my success. My senior year in our campaigns class, we competed against every other college in the country. And we had to produce a campaign that the government was looking for to stop drug use among the youth of America. So we created a campaign, we submitted it, and we won. And the picture that you're going to put up is us presenting our campaign in the White House. Now, it's, it's amazing that I'm on your show tonight because the gentleman with the beard in the center is Dr. Bill Fudge. He's who I interviewed and interviewed me when I went to the school and I was trying to pick the right school for me. I just got a note today that Dr. Fudge just died. So he was really a dear friend of mine, a dear mentor. But most importantly, he was my inspiration on why I went to that school. How we got to the White House, we won the national competition. We created the campaign, Just Say No. The gentleman that he's shaking his hand is the head of NIDA, National Institute on Drug Abuse. And we presented our campaign in the White House to the Reagan administration. I took that campaign and I took my dream and went to New York. I said, wrote 46 letters, had 10 interviews, and went zero for 10. I did not get one single job, even telling them I'll work in the mailroom and work my way up. Nobody would hire me. So I put my tail between my legs, went back to the university, tried to forward my education and tried to get smarter in business and wrote a business plan to start Zimmerman because I said, all the agencies focus on output. I want to look at your business plan and I want to build a marketing and advertising campaign that'll absolutely hit every goal and objective and every revenue stream you have in that business plan. So because the more successful my clients become, the more successful we will become. And I don't care if I ever win an award. What I care about is winning at the register for my clients. So we built the first business solutions firm that happened to do advertising. And I started it with $10,000. And today it's one of the top 10 firms in the world in advertising and marketing right here in Fort Lauderdale. So yes, you know, it takes a lot of perseverance, a lot of sacrifice, which a lot of young people today don't want to sacrifice. They want it all too quickly. Yeah. And it took a lot of guts, sleepless nights, pacing hallways, 
not wondering where the next check was going to come from, how is going to make payroll, you know, all the things all of us worry about when we first start companies. And uh, I started my company with $10,000. And uh, I always say to people, if I gave you 10 grand, would you give me back 5 billion? Okay. <laughs> because, and it's really the way that life really is. If you set your goal and you work towards that goal, and you take that money and you parlay it and parlay it and parlay it. Every time I was reinvesting all the money back into the company to build our studios, to build our first office, our second office, and then the office building we're in today. And to slowly and meticulously build an empire that one day, as my kids look at it and their kids look at it and their grandkids look at it, they say, that was my grandfather. That was my dad. That was my grandpa. That was my great-grandpa that had a vision to do something really special. And I've, I've said to my kids, and I will preach it every day, never go through life and say, I wish I would have, I know I could have. You can do anything you want to do if you set your mind to it, and you don't allow the no man to come into your life that rob you of that dream. Jordan, you mentioned your first employee earlier on. How many employees do you have now? Um, about 2,100. So one of the things that I, I always admire about you when I'm in the office with you walking around or taking the elevator is you act like you know everybody, right? Everybody. Yeah, I, well, listen, I work really hard at making sure I know who works for me, but every one of them is special. It takes a real special person to work within that organization. And really, they give their heart and soul. And I got to tell you, through this pandemic, I have realized more about it because we're on calls every single day, whether it's a Zoom call or it's a Microsoft Team call or it's a Google Hangout call. All day long, we're on calls with our clients. We're on calls with each other. And what I said tonight, and I've said it for the last month, we have director calls every night. All the directors are get on one call and we talk about what's happening. And on that call, I said, we're never going to stop having these five o'clock director calls. They last 45 minutes to an hour. And we are sharing what's happening, whether it's with McDonald's or whether it's with Nissan or whether it's with uh, Party City or Five Below. Okay. Any account, we want to know what is happening in real time. And we're sharing stories of success with each other and stories of not success with each other. So we could all brainstorm together and ideate right on that call. So that's that's an interesting thing. So what, that's one of the things I've talked about before is that while this COVID-19 stuff has been horrible and terrible for business and everything, it has developed some good habits. So you think after this is all over, the, the calls will continue? They will absolutely continue. Every director has scrum calls every day with their teams. They never all <laughs> talked every day. It is amazing. And I said, look, forget about the conference rooms. We have 22 conference rooms. Forget about it. Do scrum calls with your teams from your desk. You don't need to do that. And, you know, some of the teams, we can rotate now. They don't have to be in the office every day. We know they're going to get their job done. And it's really it's amazing how responsible people are, how committed they are, and what they've been able to accomplish. We even have our studio. All the people, all 52 people who work in our studios are working from their homes, and we have missed a beat. Chad Garcia that runs our studio he is an absolute genius, incredible guy. And we're building our studios that are down the street, which you've been to, Aaron. We're building them inside of our office now. We're building a brand new 15,000 square foot studio, state of the art, 
to do all of our CGI work, our computer-generated imaging, all of our editing work, all of our voiceover work. It is going to be amazing, 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 amazing. And this, we built our last studios in 1997, and basically we're producing over 50,000 pieces of content a year. And, you know, we need more room to be able to do that. Our studio now is only about 6,000 square feet. So we're going 6,000 square feet to 15,000 square feet with state-of-the-art. Has Jordan, has the uh, has business been negatively affected by COVID-19? Oh, of course. You know, remember, most of our clients are retailers. So, uh, you know, our revenue in, in one month went down 70%. Um, it's, you know, listen, you know, it's survival of the fittest. You know, you can't only be here for the good times. And you can't only lead through the good times. You got to be a great leader through the tough times. You got to share. You have to be responsible. I was doing all agency calls with everybody across the country, as well as my director calls every night. My job is to keep them connected, keep them inspired, and keep them informed, very much informed, and be completely transparent with them so they always know what's happening, And but also make sure I inspire them for what could be. Yeah. Jordan, I, I know from the book, you know, one of the things about the book, we, me and you have talked about it before, uh, there is no audio book yet. I, I have a question that's not related to this, but you might, we talked about it in the marketing meeting and, and some of these guys here behind the camera were in the marketing meeting and we talked about the fact that there needs to be an audio book because the, these days everybody listens to, all, I mean, podcasts, as you know, is the thing. So yes. uh, I think the, my, and I've told you this before, my idea for your audio book because you're such a good talker off the, off the cuff, you know, ex, ex, expert, yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm looking for the right word, but expertaneously. Anyway, you're, you're great off the cuff, right? And so, like, for you, you can read or you can have somebody else read the chapter, right? Read the chapter and then just kind of go over the thought process. Because the chapters for your book are short. They can be, I mean, they can be a little longer, but some of them are five or six, seven pages. So after every chapter, you can give your, you know, Jay-Z's thoughts on the chapter and that yes, my, my, my tips. Yeah, yeah your key, tips. Key takeaways. Yeah, key takeaways. And that could add extra value for somebody like that had already read the book and like the book. You may not purchase the audio book. Maybe you should probably because those kind of books, your book, um, should be listened to or read multiple times. You're not going to get everything one read through. Um, but if you have those tips, somebody may buy it uh, again just to get the extra tips. But um, for the book, you gave some great success tips um, and things that work for you. Can you give us a few things that you tell people when you talk about creating success? Yeah, um, what, I, what I always, let me go back to where I started in the dream because I thought it was really important and I tell my kids this. I said, look, don't just follow in my footsteps because I've been successful. It doesn't mean you're gonna be successful. A lot of people started agency in the Southeast United States Nobody's built what we built because our model was different. Nobody's doing what you're doing because your model, your marketing model is different and your product is incredible. So well, I wanted to build incredible products that work, that works, but I wanted to have a model that was very differentiated. So I would say the first thing to do is find something you believe you will love to do. Then go to a company and follow somebody that's been successful doing what you dream you want to do and ask them if you could shadow him or her for a week and see if it's really something you start to really get into and you, you yearn for more of that. That would be the first thing. The second thing I would do then, how do I educate myself on the sector to realize how do I evolve the sector? 
So no matter what you're going into, how do I take that and evolve that to be different? Because nobody needed another advertising agency like BBDO or DDB or TBWA. What they needed was what we were going to deliver, a business solutions firm that happened to do advertising. So that's really my second point. My third point is once you find that and once you educate yourself with it, then go out there and get some experience doing it to make sure. But don't give away your tip of who you want to become. Get the experience. Like for me, I had to figure out how, what do I do first? How do I open it? You know, how do you open a job in an agency? What kind of a system do I have to build? So most of the systems that we built in Zimmerman are a homemade system. We have a retail technologies department that we build everything in-house. And we have a gentleman named Phil Bannister that runs retail technology. He's been with the firm 17 years. So if I have an idea, like I want to build something, I could say to Phil, here's an idea. I want our retainer checks to be generated automatically every single month and to be sent out on this date. He builds it and they will be sent on that date. So no matter what idea, what crazy idea I have, like our retail technologies, he will build it for me. Hmm. That's very cool. Very now, cool. K Jewelers is an interesting brand because they're in all the malls. So their business was down 80%. Michael's Arts and Crafts, they were closed because they were essential. They're back opened again. Auto Nation is the biggest retailer in the, in the United States and the world for cars. Mike Jackson runs a great guy, incredible visionary. Okay, you look at all the brands we have and all the brands we do, and think about how many of them were closed. How and many you, of them were basically Jordan, out of business? And Jordan, you've done a great job for some of these companies pivoting to digital. And we've I've seen some of the success you guys have created for some of those brands. And some people that were doing very, very little revenue in digital now are doing a, a lot. And they've kept that digital even though the stores have opened. Well, it was really interesting because um, most of our clients have realized that they have missed the opportunity in digital until now. And now they realize digital is a whole different business opportunity for them. So they need to have a separate digital budget, a separate digital team, and make believe that's the only business you have and then charge at that digital part and realize what you can do in digital. Think about AutoNation. We actually were taking orders and we were delivering cars to people's houses. We were bringing them to the car houses to give them test drives. It's an incredible opportunity for us to be able to do something that they never thought they could do before, or they didn't, because you get comfortable in the model you build. Think about that. We all get comfortable. We're making, they're making a lot of money. They're a $21 or $22 billion company, the biggest in the world. And, you know, they were doing really well. Well, now they have two verticals they could do really well in. So I think it's a really exciting time because, again, you can let COVID beat you, or you can let COVID inspire you to build something totally different and a way to expand your horizon. So Jordan, we talked a lot about COVID, a lot about the business. Can you tell me what you, the, one of the more difficult times, because I know you've had difficult times, just like any other business owner. We certainly have had, you know, we've only been in business four years and we probably had a hundred really difficult times. And arguably, about it. <laughs> arguably, arguably we've had more difficult times than we're going through now. Definitely, definitely right? Yeah, definitely. Um, they're just not public. So for you, can you think of one difficult time and how you overcame it in your business uh, without uh, without giving any uh, secrets away? 
Yeah, I, I could give you two. The first one was 1991. It was the first time I went through a mini recession. And um, I realized then I had to, and I didn't have a lot of money in 1991, even though I was in business since 1984, I really didn't start making a lot of money till 1993. So in that time, I think in January and February 1991, I lost $252,000 that I didn't have. And I had to figure out how I was going to recapture that revenue. So I went into the automotive sector and I pitched two pieces of business. I pitched an account in Fort Lauderdale called King Motor Company and won it and pitched another account in Hollywood uh, in Hallandale called Kelly Chevrolet and won it. And I parlayed that into building one of the biggest retail automotive agencies in the world at that time, because the better you did in the retail sector and automotive, the more money they spent. So it was great. Then I parlayed that into winning Mitsubishi account for the United States in 1993 and handled that until 1997 when I got fired on a Friday night by a fax machine. Absolutely. I got fired by a fax machine. That was 40% of my business at the time. And that was devastating. So this is what happened. And I preached I would never do this. Oh, my God. I cannot believe I got fired. Oh, me. Oh, my. What am I going to do? And I am feeling sorry for myself all Friday night. I wake up Saturday morning. I feel even worse than I felt Friday night. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Now, I've made some good money in those four-year period of time, but I'm not worried about me now. I'm worried about all the people that have given their life to me, that work for me, and their families and their kids. So. I, in the middle of the day, Saturday, I snap out of it and said, man, I made all these great automotive connections. Let me go and make some calls and set appointments and tell these guys I got fired by a fax machine. Maybe I could win their retail business. So I picked up uh, the phone and I called Bill Hurwitz, which owned the, uh, the uh, Fox Group in uh, Baltimore and Washington. He said, come see me. So I set an appointment to go see him. Then I called Potamkin in New York and talked to Victor. And then I talked to uh, uh, up in Boston, the IRA group, and then uh, shot to uh, uh, Atlanta and talked to Mac Bickerstaff, then Big Billy Barrett in Texas, then <laughs> Tasha in Northern California and Keys in Southern California. And I, got, and I walked into the office on Monday morning and said to everybody, here's the letter, we got fired, but don't worry, don't pay me. I made all these appointments and I've made all my reservations. I'm getting on a plane. I'm paying for it myself personally. And I won't be back till I replace that money plus $5 million more. And I walked back in four and a half months later with uh, $45 million in business. Okay. And the rest is history. History. But I wasn't going to let the gentleman that fired me, and I saw him at an auto show two years later, and he said, I fired the wrong agency. Yeah, that's an awesome story. It's a story of, uh, uh, you know, basically not not quitting under any circumstances. And, and you know, that's something that resonates with us. You know, we've had, you know, it, it, our, my whole uh, partnership dispute, you know, and other stuff we've gone through where it's like it would have been very easy with that partnership dispute. As you know, Jordan, I feel very sorry for myself. Eric, you know, left his, that job. Also, he worked with me there at uh, that yes. company for a short period of time, and uh, it'd be very high easy. paying week I had for a while. Yeah, he had a great, a great <laughs> high paying week. For a week. And then, uh, and, and I could have been very easy to feel sorry for myself and say, "Well, that was my baby. It's gone now. You know, I'm just gonna like take a break, or I'm gonna, 
feel sorry for myself and be sad, you know? And instead it took me one day, basically just like you one day to feel sorry for myself. And the next day I woke up and I said, okay, I'm gonna keep the shit out of that company. I'm gonna embarrass them. You know, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna create something far, far better. And that's just exactly what I did. And then just- Which is exactly what you did and exactly what I knew you would do when you came to see me. And that's why you're a winner. And you know what? You have a great work ethic. You're smart. You surround yourself with people that follow you because you lead so well. And you build a superior product. So how can you lose when you do all the things right? And you're a good person. Okay. And people follow good people. And that's, you know, again, you know, I never let the money drive my ego or make me think I'm better than anybody else. In fact, the more money I made, the humbler I became because it isn't about the money. It really became about the mission. Yeah. Mission to build one of the greatest ad agencies ever that we're going to come across the planet so that one day when I look back, when I'm 90 years old or 100 years old or 110 or 120, I look back <laughs> and said, I have no regrets. I love yeah. what I did. And I like the way I set an example for the category. You know, the one that's the one thing I noticed, Jordan, the more people that I get to know who have achieved a kind of level of success that is that is truly unique, you know, the top one tenth of one percent or one hundredth of one percent is that it, it's it, it's not can't possibly be about the money because at some point you have enough money, right? And money can't be the driving factor at some point because at some point you're like, well, I don't really need any more money. What else am I going to get? Well, what's the point of getting more and more money? It has to be the love of what you do. And if you don't love what you do and you have a bunch of money, you're sure as hell going to get out of it because it's not enough fun. It's too hard to work to do something right. that you don't like to do to make money. It's just not enough fun. What's so interesting you say that, um, a couple of years ago, four years ago, I started another company called Z School. We're now in 20 universities across the country with our Z School and what it's a certificate programs, which are huge in colleges today, that people go in that are in work, that they want to get a certificate to be certified at another part of the business that they're in. And it's incredible. We have uh, technology certificates. We have certificates in um in, um, in retail development, everything you think of, we have a certificate program in, and we're in some of the biggest universities in the school in the United States today. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Look at that, popped it right up. <laughs> yeah, no, you, know, you, people, you people are really good. Uh, they, they better be, Johnny's on, on the ball over there. Yeah, uh, he really is on, this, on the ball, it's great. And it's really been an, an incredible way. And when I step away from the advertising business, I wanna go, fulfill the dreams of other people, teaching them the secrets of how to be more successful, how to differentiate themselves. And hopefully our programs are teaching them how they could differentiate them, themselves and, and step up in their career. And every time they get a certificate, they get hired. And that's what the goal is. And you know, one of the things we, we do is, I also chair the University of South Florida. I'm the chairman of the board of the university, which we have 50,000 students. And just today or yesterday, the metrics came out for the state of Florida. We're the number one preeminent school in the state of Florida. Number one, we, are, we had 94 out of 100 points. University of Florida was right behind us with 90 out of 100 points. It's taken me, I've been on that board for 10 years, served as the chairman last year, and it's taken us 10 years to get to school to that point. So again, everything I do, I believe we could be the very best, but in order for your audience, to understand they have to believe that they're very best 
and they have to believe the company they work for is the very best in order to be the very best. Yeah, no. I think it's impressive, Jordan, because in my prior life, you know, I had to get a master's just to essentially get a promotion. I was already doing the work that the, you know, the master's wasn't a big deal. It was a formality where what you're building is actually your certificate is because you're adding a true skill set to your career and you're actually building your, your bag of tricks. And it's not, you know, because a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm going to go back to school and be like, okay, what are you going to school for? I don't know. I just need to go back to school. Where here, someone's actually in a job and can advance, truly advance their career because you're providing skill set training. So that's impressive. Thank you. And, you know, let me tell you that you, your, your insight is exactly right. When you look at what's happening in the world today with cyber technology. We have a whole cyber technology course, okay? When you look at the cyber attacks, we have, we have the retail, we have the cyber center, the Southeast United States Cyber Center at the University of South Florida. And it's a, and when you walk into that cyber center, you can see the cyber attacks that are happening around the world coming in, boom, boom, boom. It looks like little missiles coming in. And it's amazing. So teaching cyber technology to the business world today is one of the best certificates you can get no matter what company you're in because you can't have enough firewalls and you've got to protect yourself from what could happen because you have people attacking you, trying to hold your, shut your company down and hold you hostage. And they're going to say, I want you to send me 20 Bitcoins and I'll free, I'll free you up, okay? Or if you don't send me the 20 Bitcoins, I'm going to keep your company shut down. And you know how much revenue you could lose on it every day. So firewalls and understanding that and understanding the evolution of technology is going to be really important, not only today, but in the future. Jordan, do you own any Bitcoins? No, I'm not. I don't understand that business at all. <laughs> my, 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 son, my, son is, my son is big in that industry. But I know, you mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I bought some bitcoins the other day, so I was curious if yeah, if you bought any bitcoins. So oh, well, well, good uh, luck with them. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't well. understand either. I just, I just bought them because I figured, you know, look, they're good. You know, there's insecurity in the world, and I feel like when there's insecurity and volatility, gold and probably now bitcoins are, are a safe bet to have a little bit. You know. Well, it's interesting. You can use a bitcoin anywhere in the world, so yeah. you can buy. You know, that's the first universal currency. So it is not like the not like the dollars is truly universal currency, but you got to exchange it for euros, you got to exchange it for rubles, you got to exchange it for pounds. Here you have you have a, a card you could use called spend, and you could take the spend card and use it anywhere in the world and convert it to any currency you're using, and you could take it out of your whatever crypto account you're using as well on your wallet. So it's a pretty interesting concept. I just don't understand it enough to be able to use it. Yeah. Sounds like you have you more know, of a working understanding of it than most people. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you're talking about the stock market, I wanted to jump in because this was the greatest opportunity, if anybody had any money at all, to invest in the stock market. When you looked at it, it went to 18,000 something points. Okay. Now it's back up to what, 24, 25,000 yeah. points. Yeah. And there's a trillion dollars sitting in Bank of America alone that's waiting to come back. Yeah. A trillion just in one bank. Yes. I, I, my, Jordan, I don't know what you think, and I'll, I'll give you my, my, uh, my belief. And my belief is that we are going to, the, 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 the divide that we are seeing right now between reality, the, the reality that we, that we think we see, and then the, the actual market is so vastly different that I believe that these two are about to collide. And in the next 
uh, you know, it's hard for me to tell you when they're going to collide, but I believe in the next few weeks, we're going to see a bear market take back over and we're going to test new lows, crash through them and create new lows. And that this, you know, crash is only the, the beginning of a, of a W-shaped recovery. Everybody's saying now it's down and up V, right? I don't believe that. It doesn't make sense. And if that is the case, and we just keep going up from here, that's the end of my belief in the market because it's too separated from reality where a company that is doing zero business is now recovered and it's brought in zero dollars in revenue. How can it be recovered? Well, I think what you're seeing and what I see in the retail world is I'm in every sector from pizza to burger, you know, we're everywhere. So when I look at the sectors that are out there today, every sector is starting the rebound. You could start seeing their business over the weekend is starting to come back. Party City has 450 stores open. Their stock jumped from 45 cents to over a dollar. Okay. Uh, five below, which the stock was $45 at its low. The stock now is over $100. It had peaked before at $135, or $140. Okay, look at the oil stocks, what's happening in oil. Oil's not going to stay this cheap. I mean, this is, this is the first time we saw an inversion in the oil market. Remember, at one point, oil crashed so bad that they, the, the people that had bought the oil in the exchange, they had to pay people to take it away. <laughs> the inversion was $60. They were paying people a barrel to take it. This is Jordan, nobody's, nobody's using oil. It's still sitting there, and there's nobody flying or doing anything. Well, we 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 got we got two years worth of oil, but you know, oil's not going to. Aaron, I'm telling you, oil's not going to stay down. No, okay, no, people are will stay down. So I don't believe everything's going to stay down forever, no matter what. But I think that you know, if you own any of these stocks and they're back up totally, I would probably sell them because I think my I have sold them because I think that this is not possible. I think like when you're saying like. And Party City is your client, so you know, and then they're a great company. But let's not—we won't use them as an example. But if somebody who's not doing any retail business and they're a retailer and their business is only ten percent up, but their stock is back to normal, it doesn't make any sense. And I think you're talking about exuberance or over exuberance of a marketplace that says, "Oh my God, everybody's back! Everybody's back at work. We're, this is going to be better. Everything's opening up." But then you still have forty million or whatever million people unemployed. People are relying on stimulus who are not going to be spending money. And the economy is the long-term debt debt cycle is, is long overdue. Short-term debt cycle is long overdue. And we've re reached kind of a, almost like an apex moment for a, a extreme recession or a depression. I mean, it, now I could be wrong. Like I said, I'm no expert, but it, everything looks to me like shit's going to go crazy pretty soon. Well, listen, Aaron, you could be absolutely right. I don't know what's holding the market up today, but the market continues to have good days. And if the therapeutic is developed for COVID, which just like you have the therapeutic for the flu, you take Tamiflu, they have 40 therapeutics being developed right now. Some of them are going to hit. You also have a vaccine that last week they said that vaccine is going to be available in fourth quarter. It produced, uh, I think, out of four, I forget what was the number, it was 36 or 45 patients. Every single patient produced the antibodies. It wasn't one that didn't produce the antibodies. So I, I you know, I think that, you know, that gives the, the public and the public markets a lot of confidence that we can come through this because we were in the best economy that I have ever seen in America. I mean, the economy was really roaring and roaring strong. The stock market was almost speaking at 30,000. So if you're right, it'll be another buying opportunity. Yes. And I'm very much like you. I get in, I make my money, 
and I get out. I don't hold long term because I, I'd rather be in a cash position and I like to invest in real estate. So I think real estate is probably some of the best investments you could make. Yeah. Well, they're not making any more of it, right? That's what they said. Yeah. Right? I, I couldn't agree more. But listen, you have a great audience and people follow you, both of you, because they like what you guys have built. They respect you. And most importantly, they want to learn from you. So what you're doing here is you guys are paying it forward. You're, you're giving people the opportunity to meet somebody like myself that has had incredible success starting with nothing, like both of you that came off a company that blew up and you guys went and started something new and believed enough in each other. And then you started recruiting and bringing great people in. And then you made incredible products. And then finally, you have people right now that are looking at both of you and saying, well, if they did it, I can do it too. Right. And I say that to people all the time. Listen, if I did this, um, just imagine what you could do. Because I didn't grow up in the technology world. I've learned the technology world because I had to learn it. But when I talk to you and I talk about digital technology, it's such a natural thought process for you that it's super impressive to me to watch the way that you market. And it's interesting because you could talk about CMOs, but you know, when you and I talk about it, you say, I'm going to spend X and I want X amount in revenue. And that's the way businessmen think. It's not the way that, or businesswomen think. It's not the way all that CMOs are taught to think. And that's a very difficult thing to teach people. So I think that both of you, what you're doing right now is you're teaching people how to be young businessmen and businesswomen and entrepreneurs. And your audience should be inspired by that and by the people you bring on for what could be for themselves and their families. Thank you, Jordan. That's that's the that's the goal, right? It really is. That's why we're doing this. I mean, it's like anything, whether it's your children, a relationship. I mean, it's it's how does that improve your life? And then like, to your point, how do you pay it forward? Because yeah. um, you know, you made the point earlier. There's only so much money you can have, you know. And then to actually have true, like, I don't know, fulfillment in life, you have to do something for other people. And so we know, we know you're a big philanthropist, um, Jordan. So what are some of the organizations that you're involved in and like, which ones are most important to you? You know, it's, you know, two areas I'm really involved in right now. One is healthcare. Okay. As you get older, you start thinking about your own health, but you start thinking about how do we advance the healthcare system in America? And then B, education. Education is really important to me. You know, being the chair of the university is, an, it's, first of all, you're appointed by the governor. And you don't get paid to do the job. You do the job because you want to help others and you want to help the students. So some of the decisions you have to make being the chair of a board is we have 15,000 employees at University of South Florida. They have an incredible president in Dr. Steve Corral. He's with the university for just coming on his first year. Our past president, Judy Genshef, was there for 17 years, which is an incredible, or 19 years, an incredible career that she's done. And, you know, and then we, our students, we have some of the smartest students in the world that are going there. So I think if, if you're going to focus on a give back, you have to focus on areas that you're passionate about. And for me, it was healthcare. And for me, it was education. Jordan, you know, one thing we have to talk about, being that this is a, a Redcon 1 production, right, <laughs> is fitness. And yes. uh, one of the things that uh, kind of brought us together initially was your love of fitness and love of bodybuilding and you know, bodybuilding and business should go together more because a lot of the people that are out there who are 
bodybuilders have the discipline within them, whether they know it or not, to be successful in anything they want to do. If you're able to do cardio twice a day, you're able to do a diet when you want to eat cheeseburgers and ice cream and you eat vegetables and tilapia, if you're able to get in the gym, whether you feel like it or not, you also have the capabilities and the discipline to be successful at just about anything you want to do. But very, very few people transition from bodybuilding and fitness um, to success in business. And you were able to do that. Well, you know, I, I realized that I started working out at 12 um, for football when I was growing up and wanted to get bigger, faster and stronger. Those were the three words you used back then. And what I did was what I realized was if I put the same amount of dedication into my work that I put into working out, into dieting, I realized that my mind, I had a clearer mind, I had more energy. So the big question I get today is, where do you find the time? Because I go to work early and I come home late. So to everyone's surprise is I get up in the middle of the night and I go to the gym. Okay. And I have a key and I go into a gym and I work out for about an hour to an hour, and 15 minutes with weights. And I come home and I do about 40 minutes of cardio. Then I shower and I go back to bed for a couple hours. And then at night after dinner, I do another cardio. It says, you get older. You need to try to stay lean and hard and doing a double cardio keeps you healthy, keeps your heart healthy, keeps your lungs clear, but most importantly, keeps you lean and hard. So for me, it was being able to stay there. So that was my ultimate goal was to make sure I never lost the clarity of mind, but I kept the energy level. And then I wanted great supplements because I think supplements are really important. And one of the things that you used to send me was you'd send me boxes and I'm like, would call you and say, you know, Aaron, I'm not blowing smoke. Your supplements are unbelievable. The, you know, the ingredients are unbelievable. The ingredients are clean, but they taste really good and they make me feel really good. So, you know, I have a pre-workout here, the grunt. This is a great pre-workout. So if your audience hasn't tried it, they have to try it. And I don't get paid. I don't get paid to do your work. I got to tell the two supplements. You have two addictions. <laughs> he, doesn't drink, he doesn't do drugs, but he loves... Grape, MR, I mean, grape, sorry, Grape Total War RTD, right? It's incredible. Great yes. flavor. Only grape. I've offered him every other flavor. No. Yeah, I have, I have other flavors. I just don't like them. I love grape. Drink. No, yeah. yeah. And then, and then uh, the, um, our Green Beret, which is our, um, our vegan protein, which. Yeah, that's great. I have that over here, too. Yes. That's yes. awesome. I forgot to pull it out. That mm -hmm. vegan protein is so good. I actually put it in my oatmeal in the morning. Yeah, and, and he's not kidding because he, he gets them by the cases. He doesn't get them by <laughs> so most people get one or two at a time. Jordan gets dozens at a time. And they're incredible. I mean, yeah. it really is. And listen, your audience, most of them are into working out. It's being able to make the – look, I used to be a muscle head, so I would lift really heavy. And as I got older, I realized I got to lift lighter and do lots and lots and lots and lots of reps. So my workout is like every morning is over 1,000 reps. Okay, and then get home and do more cardio. So I realized as I get older, if I'm going to do heavy weights, I'm going to wind up injuring myself, and I don't want to injure myself. Oh, that's my TED Talk at USF. You guys have found everything. <laughs> you guys are really good. Yeah. Yeah, we, so, uh, we, we make sure we, we, we do all of our research beforehand, Jordan, so we can show all the good stuff. And, and, and if there's you guys are a great show. You guys that. are doing a fantastic <laughs> job of paying, paying it forward. Uh, with the show, I know how hard you both work. I know you're in early and you work, both work out a lot, but also paying it forward doing a show like this for an audience is incredible. 
you know, listen, the audience is going to get a lot out of your audience, out of your guests. They're going to get a lot from both of you. And you ought to bring on some of the great people that I've met that work for you because they all have such an incredible passion, whether they're working the Redcon gym or they're working the Redcon warehouse. Okay, it doesn't matter. They, you know, think about the people that were committed to sleep in the warehouse to deliver the products during COVID so they could stay healthy. That's yeah. an incredible story. And people need to understand how committed the people are that work for you. And that's the dedication you want to be able to have. And you can't demand that. People do that because they love you. It's funny. Jordan was one of the only people in the world that I told that to. That <laughs> I mean, you knew. Yeah, we had Jordan and a few other people knew that. And I think, I don't know if I told it on last episode. Was we did. We talked about last episode. But yeah, um, but yeah Jordan knows that. That um, and it was one of the things that we can talk about now. But if I would have said it at the time, people would have probably—I don't know how it would have been taken. But yeah, we—I have downstairs twenty cots, twenty mattress pads, and twenty sleeping bags in the on one of the racks downstairs in the, in the warehouse because I was prepared to have pay people twenty-four hours a day for two weeks if we had to be on quarantine. To as long as UPS and USPS were packing packages or shipping packages, we were going to be here twenty-four hours a day. We, we prepared everything as a contingency because we're like, look, we, I mean, we, Jordan mentioned it. I mean, a lot of these companies, retailers, whether you're an online retailer or a, or a brick and mortar retailer, many of them cannot survive. And we're one of them. If it was three months, two, three months with zero revenue coming in, I don't know. I've been calling Jordan saying, Hey, I need a loan. <laughs> it, would been, it would have been bad. I don't know what I would have done. So well, it also goes back to what Jordan said. You get, like you said, about four years into business that it was no longer about you. It was like, how do I feed yeah. these 120 people that I'm responsible right. for? And literally every conversation we had over the course of like two, three weeks was, how do we keep everybody employed? How do we keep this business going? Because now we're ultimately feel responsible for the livelihood of everyone. Yeah. And that was what our focus was. Yeah, we were, we were, uh, we, we were scared. I mean, it wasn't, it was, and honestly, it wasn't scared for us. Because me and Eric would, I mean, honestly, we would be okay for a few months. We wouldn't be, the family wouldn't be starving. And, and fortunately, you know, even if it was a year, it wouldn't have been starving. Yeah, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have been out of money. But we had so many people that even one month, that would have meant everything to them. And so. Well, we that's that's like my Mitsubishi story where I said, don't pay me. Yeah. Let me go out. It's me. I'm, I'm responsible. So at the end of the day, leaders take responsibility and they lead and they sacrifice when sacrifice needs to be made. So at a time, you guys might have had to say, just don't pay us. Make sure we pay the 120 people so they can feed their families. Right. 100%. So, Jordan, I just want to thank you. We're going to do a commercial break in just one second. But I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I truly appreciate it. I know one question that my staff, my marketing staff, wanted to make sure I asked before I let you go is uh, 1 to 10. 1 being the worst, 10 being the best. How do you think the guys shooting the video doing the website, doing the marketing. How do you think they're doing one to 10 at Redcon one? They're, they're a buddy. And I'm not saying they're a 10. I love what you guys are doing, how you put it together. They're so professional. They were, they asked all the right questions. They worked with Sonia and my company, making sure that they had everything they needed for this. And you know, the links, everything works. It was really, they're, they're great. I can't believe you guys put this together as quickly as you put it together and how well it works. So kudos to your people. You Thank got some real you. pros. I really appreciate it. I want, I want them to do my show. <laughs> They're not available, unfortunately, Jordan. <laughs> They're all under non-competes. <laughs> I think it's great.
So we're going to go, we're going to take a commercial break in just a minute, Jordan. We're going to come back and I'm going to do some question and answer stuff, but really appreciate you being on the show. We loved having you and uh, I, I appreciate you not just coming on the show, but also being a great friend. And if I ever need any advice and need to talk to somebody who's done everything that I'm hoping to do, I can always give you a call. And I really appreciate that availability. Well, you know, Aaron, I think the world to you and what you've done and most importantly, the partnership you built, the loyalty you have for your people and the leadership you show. So. It's my honor to be here and support you. Yeah, Jordan, thank you. Um, we wanted to bring on somebody important, somebody that we knew had a lot to contribute, and uh, you certainly have done that. And as much as we've talked about paying it forward and providing value, you've definitely done that for uh, for our audience. And hopefully we bring a lot of new people to the show who wanted to hear what you had to say to check out the show. So thank you once okay. again, Jordan. We appreciate it. and. Uh, I'll talk Let to them know if they have any questions. They can reach out to me on Instagram at Jay Z Speaks, and I'll answer every question. I return every one of the comments that people have or questions they have. Just, just a, a quick point on that. So, when, about four years ago or so, I went, I went, met with Jordan. We had lunch, like usual, when we talked, and I told him, "Hey, um, Gary V, you, you heard of Gary V?" And he goes, "Who's that?" <laughs> and I, said, I said Gary V he's like a big deal he's a big advertising guy and Jordan goes no he's not I've never heard of him and, <laughs> and, uh, I know who he is now well you know, well, now you know and I said no, he's, a, he's, a, so, he's a social king yes yeah, so I said check him out on Instagram check him wow. out and, and Jordan was like oh huh and, uh, and uh, I could see the show you how little I knew Right, you're like mm, okay, all right, and uh, Jordan, yeah, he's a, he's done he's done a big job. He's got a great well, following. I didn't say he was a good guy or anything. You just no, no, he really he's got a great following. He does. He's very different than how I approach marketing and advertising, which is fine. That's you're, what makes him special. You're you're well, okay. I won't even say anything else on it, but I will say that you said that, and you go okay, all right, and then from that point on, Jordan started like you know actively trying to do social media himself, and all of a sudden. The meet his following start going and going and going. All of a sudden, he's on the stage in front of thousands of people, <laughs> to, you know, for uh, Grant Cardone's thing, and more and more. I'm like, oh shit! Well, there goes Gary V, right? <laughs> so, well, you inspired me. I had to get on social media. I had to get up with the time. <laughs> you, you, not only did you do it, you did it in a spectacular fashion, in Jordan Zimmerman fashion, and and you leveraged all Thank your you. abilities and everything to create your own Jordan Zimmerman. Jay Z speaks brand uh, that people tune in by the hundreds of thousands to hear what uh, the next uh, success, what is it, a uh, Friday success story or the Wednesday success story? Well, it's, I'd say it's a Motivation Monday, Winners Wednesday, and Fearless Fridays. There you go. There you go. Look, you got you got the brand all thought out. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a position. I, I, look, congratulations on that because literally from Thank zero. You. Yes, millions in yeah, yeah, in in, uh, in a few years, and then that's it. That's something that speaks to the uh, not just your character and the things you have to contribute, but also the 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 ability to market yourself. Well, thank you. That was really it's fun. You know, it takes it's not that difficult to do, and it's a lot of fun, and you get great comments, and you help a lot of people. Yeah, it's really a great way of of reaching out. And Grant does a good job too. Cardone, he's done a great job, and he uses it for um crowdfunding. Okay, yep. so he, he he funds his real estate projects through it because these people love him. And yep. let me tell you, 10X was amazing. I mean, I, I walked out and there's 10,000 people. And I, I didn't, you know, I've spoken to thousands of people, never 10,000 people. It was a whole auditorium. I felt, I was like, when I saw it, damn, I should have, I should have went. 
Uh, <laughs> next time. Yeah, Grant, Grant's, Grant's a great guy. Yeah, next time bring me. I'll be backstage rooting you on. Well, thank you, buddy. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Jordan. You're welcome. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you tomorrow, probably. Good night. All right. Thank you so much, Jordan. Appreciate it. So, guys, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. We'll talk about Jordan, answer a few Q&As real quick, and we'll call it a night. So we'll be right back. Oh, I'm going to do the live Q&A, huh? <laughs> so he's got his own commercial break. I'll, I'll take the questions. <laughs> All right, what is this one? I'm a gym owner here in South Florida and a veteran-owned business. I'm in danger of being shut down forever because of the pandemic. Any tips on getting more exposure? It's hard to go fund me to get my financial goal. It's been daunting task. Well, I guess part of it is, so it's here in Florida. Honestly, for us, before, you know, the governor said, like, hey, you know, you can go back. We kind of had a plan that we were just going to do it. Um, you know, Aaron and I said, hey, listen, there comes a point where enough is enough. And uh, we just felt like we're just got to be bullish about the situation and, and just open the gym back up. Obviously, CDC set guidelines. We're just going to follow those guidelines, make it very clear, get it out there, promote that we're following those guidelines. And like I say, just be bullish about it and open the doors back up. Um, you know, we're obviously law abiding, but there comes a point where, you know, this is supposed to be, you know, land of the free and home of the brave. And it, it's, it's, where a lot of your you know civil liberties have kind of been taken in this situation so you know i, I don't know if they can really arrest you in the state of florida for opening your business um i don't for get, getting more exposure uh, i would say you know if you can i know it's just kind of anonymous right now but send us your information we can help try to bring a little bit of attention to your gym where you're at you know make sure that people go and support you and that's one of the things i would do um we can help you get some exposure on that so I work out with my grandson. He loves the sports drinks like Powerade and Gatorade. I'm not thrilled with the amount of sugar and coloring. Have you thought about teen market? Uh, we have one of the problems with, I mean, obviously things that are nutrition based, that's kind of really like age agnostic. It's not like a pre-workout. You'd want to be 18 because you're taking in caffeine and other stimulants. Uh, we have a hydration product that's on the horizon that is you know, kind of like a Gatorade, but in our eyes better more specific for sport not to the really the general masses no sugar um no obviously food additives what's one of the things with our products we don't add coloring because there's no sense adding additional stuff to the products but say just specifically go at teens obviously product like that anything that's carbohydrate based like cluster bomb your proteins it's really not age dependent um you know you stay away from stuff like pre-workout but yeah we have a hydration product on the horizon that would fit that market all right, guys. Um, sorry, I had to go away. I did a little impromptu Q and A. You did good. You did good. I'm sure you did great. Uh, we we're really happy to have Jordan on. I mean, listen, to get an hour with Jordan, I mean, I imagine what you have to pay if you were just someone to uh, probably hundred grand or so, hundred fifty <laughs> grand. So you guys got hundred fifty grand of Jordan Zimmerman for zero, which is pretty damn good. And I hope you guys really truly enjoyed that. Uh, Johnny, guys, do we have any other questions we want to go to before we uh, close the show? I know this show has been jam-packed with action, and that's really what we want, honestly. As much as we want to answer Q&As, you know, the big thing is providing value to you guys. When will the MRE RTDs coming out? We're probably about 10 weeks out, right? Yeah, so we'll get full transparency. Obviously, this is a project that's it's different than normal manufacturing because now you're competing against food companies. 
like your fair lives of the world. So much bigger companies. So there's only so many facilities in the U S that have the machinery that run these products. So to get the line time is tough to begin with. And luckily we have some good friends that have helped us secure line time. And then Aaron and I went to Texas to run the pilot run at Tetra. And then the company that's going to be actually running the RTD, um, now has to essentially duplicate that same pilot again. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah, so their machinery, they have to make some updates to it. The pilot run was supposed to happen this week. It's not. So once the pilot run happens, and obviously we'll tell you guys as soon as it happens, we're roughly six weeks out from that date until they actually run finished. It could happen next week, so that would be put a second week's out. Will Tango be coming back for points use at checkout soon? Ryan? I don't know. We don't know. Honestly, that that's like a question <laughs> for the, the marketing team slash Susie slash some of the people in the uh, downstairs part of the building. So I don't know um, that that what he's asking is for like the swell for the points for people yeah. who have used the points. We're going to be what the plan is to be shifting that around. So every week or two, we're going to be changing the things you can get with your points with your loyalty points. So there's no plan for Tango specifically, but doesn't mean it won't be in the next week or two. Who knows? We are constantly shifting around. Can you take a multivitamin with med kit or would that be too much? You absolutely can, right? You can always be careful with fat soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K, because you can have toxicity from taking too much. So just look at the daily values on the, the fat soluble A, D, E, and K, and just be cognizant of that. Any updates on updates on war games? I'm excited to be able to reach a different market. So we're excited to be able to reach a different market too. And the plan was to beat everybody else to the market with this category of uh, product. And, and there was only one really major product out there when we came up with this and announced it and we're going and unfortunately some other competitors which you know they're good guys and we like them and everything that may be beating us to the market with this although but nobody's going to beat us on the product it's not being disrespectful to anyone right we've looked at gaming from a very comprehensive standpoint because we actually game like it's one thing with covid like i play with my wife my two kids my one son's across the state we play all the time so literally every night i get a chance to test it we tested really what it was where it came down to is we know we're going to be this product's going to be exposed to people who don't normally use supplements right so it has to taste good and the ingredients that really work in gaming products maybe don't necessarily have the best taste that's why people don't use them yeah or the products that are out there are kind of half-assed dosed really i mean you might as well drink a energy drink and a gatorade together because that's about as good as it is so and again i I'm, love competition but i think we have a superior product we got the taste right now so it's literally a matter of it getting put in production now. We're at that point. We're ready. So we're, ready we're probably six weeks out from that one. Uh, Ryan says, any update on Riot being back? The, the readiness Riot, which is the Riot for the tier operators where they come down, they party, hang out, we drink, we dance, we have fun. It's we a great dance. dance. Well, they dance. I don't dance so much, but they dance. Um, and I don't dance with them anymore. Maybe uh, someone should watch Taylor Schnarr's TikTok dancing. Oof. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, it will be November, the first weekend in November. I believe you have to ask Ben, Ben at redcon1.com. But as far as I'm concerned, we're, we're going, unless there's some kind of crazy nonsense where COVID-19 comes back and takes over or some shit like that. COVID-19.2? Yeah. It's not going to happen. So whatever. But if that were to happen, obviously things would be different. But as far as we're concerned now, you guys are good to go to come down in November, and that's the plan. So, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, and hopefully, Ben and uh, Matt secure dates that way. Right now, with low ticket prices, people oh, yeah. can take advantage of that. And that's what we're trying to do: is get it announced while ticket prices are still low. When will the twelve Darren ask? When will the twelve products you talked about dropping before the end of the month be released? And that is the basic training series. Yeah, so basic training. The big thing with that is we want to make sure we launch it as a set. And there's been a few little delays. 
labels that got misprinted, um, labels that had maybe wrong saturation, things yeah, like they, that. They, they haven't even got all the labels yet. So I talked to them yesterday and they said they were missing a bunch of labels. So Because I found out there was a reprint due to bad saturation of the black, which I didn't, yeah. So long and short, we want to make sure that they're all together so it launches as a set. Right. Um, so we're looking probably first week of June now with the reprints and the labels. So the big thing that, that so the I think that the way to phrase this, the way to put it, is that of course the basic training series can be taken one at a time. So you can certainly take like the omegas, you can take the fish oils, you can take the BCAs by itself. You can take you know you don't need to put them together, right? But the way that we've always thought of it is that we have a lot of great products at Redcon One, but like creatine monohydrate, we'll take for example, creatine is a product that's probably the most I think it is the most studied product it's in history. Over caffeine, I think it's yeah. most studied. It's yeah. the most studied product. But we don't sell creatine, and we don't sell it by itself. We sell Tango, which is a fantastic whole body recovery product but if you just want creatine monohydrate and you want to add it to total war because we chose not to put it in total war it was a lot of people ever, just yeah. today we had a guy came to me in the gym through a cone gym and said um so total war has creatine I'm like no and now you're gonna have an option to put total war and creatine together and one product with a non-flavored tango's flavored a non-flavored creatine you want to put five grams or ten grams or whatever we want to do in there you can do it if you want to have a lot of these new pre-workouts, they don't know what to do. They don't want to become illegal. So what they do are non-compliant. So what they do, instead of putting different ingredients like they would back in the day and throwing their pre-workout DMA or one of these other exotic stimulants, they say, oh, I'm going to throw in, now you put six grams of citrulline malate, I'm going to put eight grams of citrulline malate. And so you say, well, I wish to award had eight grams. Well, now you can make, make it 12 it grams, make it 20 grams if you want. Because yep. we're going to give you citrulline malate to put in. You want BCAs in total work? You can do it now. Yeah, you, you want can, to put beta alanine and big noise, get a little tingle from it. Yeah, there you done. go. So there's a lot of things that people like big noise and beta alanine is a great example because big noise is a non-stim pump formula. It has no caffeine, no stimulants. People take it at night if they don't want to go to sleep soon. So instead, you go, well, well, unfortunately, big noise doesn't have beta alanine. Well, now you can put beta alanine. Yeah, you want the the actual you know muscular endurance from it. So you know, one of the one of the big things I've heard plenty of times is why does total war not have euhemine? So euhemine is disgust me. If I take euhemine. I have like a, I have like a, a almost an allergic reaction. I get, a, I get nauseous, grosses me out. I, you know, I have a terrible reaction to it. And you want me, you want me to give the? I want to throw it up and like diarrhea it out all at the same time, right? But, 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 but that's not what some people experience. Some people experience an incredible uh, reaction to beta. I'm, I'm excuse me, Some ahead. people love you. I mean, it's great for. Blood, right? It's great. For so it's good for blood. It, one thing too is it's one of the it's a alpha agonist, so it's one of the only things that actually breaks down brown fat, which is found like in your upper back area more than anywhere. But because it's herbal, what Aaron's getting to, and I have a different example I give people. It your body. Some people digest it fine. Some people's body, like you and I both, do not digest it. And I said it's the weirdest thing. It's like having a you have a boner and a stomach ache at the same time, and neither one stops. There's no way to get people off the take it for boners. Yeah, so it increases. Will take it for yeah, for blood. men, it does increase blood flow to your genital area. So uh, true. No, so it has all these positive benefits, but if you you don't digest it, so if we you have, have a boner amazing, and you're throwing up diarrhea. That's no good. It's, it's a weird combination, <laughs> or maybe it is. I don't know. Ray likes that. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things is. is you know, you take Total War, it's an amazing pre-workout, but you have someone who has a bad reaction to Yohimbi. You don't want that, but someone who loves Yohimbi, put it in. Take it in and go. So we, so. we did put Yohimbi in. Can women take that also for the same effects? For a boner? 
for like general engorgement. Uh, I'm not sure if it. I don't know if it works. PD five in, inhibition is the same for females. Ryan's but, worrying about for himself. Oh, because he's uh, transgender. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so no, the engorgement. I don't think it works the same way for girls. Brown fat, yes, it does yes. work the same for. Brown although, fat. although, so so yohembine is is proven to be very effective for several things, and it's, it's I mean like. In terms of natural dietary supplements, it's one of the most effective things for several things, but it also causes some bad side effects for probably about 50% of the population. And so for, for for me personally, if we put that in total war, I wouldn't take total war. So well, we had that conversation yeah, many we, times. We, we yeah. thought about it because we wanted to put, we want to make total war the most effective, but we want to also make it the most effective for the largest group of the population. We don't want, uh, like, hypothetically, 50% of the people out there not to take. We certainly don't want it to be like, so for we want girls to take it, we want guys to take it, we want athletes to take it. We don't want to put anything. So for one of the things for us to read kind of we wanted to have no banned substances in any of the products, even if they're compliant ingredients. We don't want to have anything that could get us in trouble or an athlete in trouble. And that's one of the things we've thought about the entire time. So. Yeah. So now you can essentially, it's like the Legos of supplements. You can stack and build and however you want to do it. Yep. You have more control. Yep. Yep. Uh, what's the next athlete red Kellen will sign? We don't know. We do know. We do know. Who? Oh, oh, yeah, right. That's right. So um, next <laughs> next week we're you're right. So we're sidebar going next, on here. next week. No, I didn't know he's gonna. Say, I thought he was gonna say something else. But so next week we do have an announcement of uh, Red Kind of One's next big athlete. So he's right. I didn't. I, I thought he was thinking something else, but he's right. Next week with Jack Carr, um, Navy Seal slash. Uh, that's right. I forgot about the special right. announcement. Navy Seal slash Times uh, best-selling author. Uh, I think right now in eleventh place on the on the New York Times top twelve, fifteen, or whatever they they do in the list. So Jack is uh, going to be on, and before Jack comes on, we're going to announce the next big athlete. Yep. Last question is from our good friend Aldi, ah, Jonathan so. Boucher, who's worked many events for mm -hmm. us. Is basic training replacing med no. kit? No. Um, basic training is these individual ingredients. Like I say, we can use to kind of stack on top of your current supplements, or for someone it might be the first time into Redcon. They know creatine is good for them, but they don't know what to buy. They've heard of Redcon. Right. You know, it's an entry point. So, no, it won't be replacing MedKit. It's a kind of you can bolt it onto it. Totally. So, guys, we are at 9.30. What is that? 8? 9.38. So, the plan for this show is to be 90 minutes or less. And we have yet to achieve that. So, we're going to end the show right now at 98 minutes. And I uh, hope to hit the 90-minute mark next time or below. So hopefully you enjoyed the show. Uh, I know we did. Right? It was fun. That's why I keep going over. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it was fun. We had a really good time. We loved having Jordan on. Loved talking about the news. To be honest with you, fitness and bodybuilding has kind of not that it's lost my interest or lost our interest. We always will love bodybuilding and fitness. But the truth is, the news is pretty damn interesting these days. And uh, as you guys, our audience, grows up, right, and, and their interest is broadened, we're going to broaden our interest here too. And uh, and hopefully you love the show. We do. Like I say, bodybuilding's this big. The world's this big. So why not do this much bodybuilding and that much yeah. thrust. And to be honest with you, when you hear from somebody like Jordan Zimmerman or Jason Hunt or Jack Carr or some of the people we have coming up next, you guys are truly getting some, I mean, huge value. You're getting something that you wouldn't get anywhere else in our industry and arguably the industry and in the world in general. So you're getting here from billionaires to bodybuilders who created tremendous businesses to New York Times bestselling authors. And this is just the beginning because we've got Harvard professors and we've got some of the world's foremost thinkers on many subjects. We've also got bodybuilders too. So yeah. we're always going to. Yes. So, okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it until next Thursday. See you later. Bye guys.